They had a twenty million dollar budget. Holy fuck! That's the same budget as Uncut Gems. Wow, that says a What's... lot. Do you hear that? Yeah, it's the fucking drums. Hold on, let's see if it picks it up. There's no way it doesn't pick that up. That's fucking wild. I just felt that there's a rock band next door practicing. Hang on, let's wait because I know as soon as we really start the episode, they're gonna play again. Do you think we should ask them to write a theme song for us? That'd be fucking genius. I mean, there's no way they wouldn't do it. Like. Means. And I'm Moises Camacho. And that's picking that up fucking loud. It's picking up. Welcome to Inter Sandman live from the ska band next door's rehearsal. This is very exciting. Just like uh, you know, Fallon has the what the roots. It? The roots, yeah, Quest Love. We have an unknown ska band. Um with only two people in there. <laughs> and they're getting loud. Yeah. It's that's straight up ska. I made the joke about it being ska, but that is straight up. It's free intro music, so we'll take it. Yeah, we're about to get sued by Sam and Dave any day now for using <laughs> Hold On, I'm Coming. So, finally, we're talking about an Adam Sandler movie that people have seen. Billy Madison. Good old Billy Madison. It's uh, considered a classic by a lot. and it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. But, um... It's like his, one of his. It's his first movie. It's his first movie. Like this is his movie. It's not the first movie he's in, but this feels like the first Adam Sandler yeah, movie. Yeah, This is when he starts to become his own sort of genre of comedy. Should we listen to this back, dude? I feel like this is not. I feel like it's gonna be loud. Well, this is really throwing us off. So, it's a. It's kind of this uh, tragic that maybe the first most important episode of this show is also going to be the worst sounding so the, they stop they're taking a break from their music and, and, their gonna, ska, the and we're going to try and get some uh, background where is Adam Sandler before we talk about Billy Madison where is Adam Sandler in his career right now so he just had came off of SNL is this before he gets fired or I feel like this is after fuck oh gosh I don't get the point of these music practice rooms if you can so clearly hear. We can't record on Saturdays because Saturday's their rehearsal day. That's loud. It's very loud. Is it maybe if we... Hey, maybe, Is uh, your door not closed all the way? I hate to sacrifice... Can you move your coat underneath the cracks? Would that cancel sound? No, that's... That didn't do anything, huh? If It sounds like, like right up here. Welcome to a very special episode of Inter Sandman where we just talk about the band next door for about it. We could we could change rooms. I feel like they'd be cool with it, right? They're not going now. Okay. Okay, so where is Sandler in his career at this point? 
Stop focusing on the band. It's fucking freaking me out. They Fuck. Just, oh my god. I think we're just gonna have to accept that this is a part of the episode now. Well, oh, actually, isn't he off at ninety six? Yeah, this. I think this comes out right before he gets fired yeah, from SNL. Yeah. So this is before the SNL firing. So he still kind of has that. Not to say he loses it, but he has the confidence of. I'm a star on SNL. Yeah. So I can make my own movie and I can be a star. And this is also like not really the first time he's broken off. We talked about on Airheads, I think very briefly, the They're All Gonna Laugh at You comedy album, which came out in 93, I think, Mm -hmm. two years before this. Yeah. So I think, uh, I also listened to They're All Gonna Laugh at You as, uh, uh, as much of it as I could. Yeah. And that is, I think, a lot like this movie. Sandler unhinged. Yeah. Like, uncontained. Well, I feel like They're All Gonna Laugh at You is way more crude than the movie. Yeah? Like... Well, of course, yeah. It's, like, unfiltered. R-rated, yeah. yeah. There's, like, maybe one segment on there that I I thought was funny. Which is... I, I find it so weird that you didn't like They're All Gonna Laugh at You because you liked a lot of the sort of immature stuff in, in Billy, Billy Madison. Yeah. I don't know what it... I think it just translates... It translates so much differently on screen because you know this is Adam Sandler. This is his start of the career. But when you're listening to All They're Gonna Laugh at You, it's like, how's this funny? Like, <laughs> how how did Adam Sandler... I liked that at a medium pace. Actually, I think I said that at a medium pace is all right, yeah. Um, but, uh, Adam Sandler has said, and this is according to the IMDb trivia, which at this point is a co-host on the show, mm-hmm. uh has said that Billy Madison is the closest he's ever come to playing himself on screen. Are you fucking serious? I'm serious. That's what he said. I love I think maybe, that. yeah, I think maybe at that point in his life. Um, so, oh gosh. We're going to go in there and we're going to say, hey, shut up. And then we're going to see that, like, a bunch of cobwebs, and then some old janitor is going to tell us that ska band's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> As the Goosebumps music plays. Da, da, dun, dun, dun. I haven't heard that song since, I don't know, 9 to 5. And you're like, oh God. And we go to the desk, and they say, you can check out of the music practice rooms anytime you like, but you can never leave. And then the guitar solo. <laughs> I'm just giving myself a lot of music things to edit in. <laughs> uh, so, Billy Masson was written by Sandler and former NYU roommate and soon-to-be longtime collaborator. Oh, I'm about to say his name wrong. I should have looked up how to say it. Tim Herlihy? Herlihy? Herlihy sounds right. Tim Herlihy. Tim Herlihy. Tim Herlihy. Timmy. Timmy. We'll call him Timmy. We'll call him Timmy. <laughs> because we're tight, you know. Yeah. Friend of the show, Tim Herlihy. Billy and then Timmy. <laughs> Billy and Timmy. Directed, strangely enough, by a woman. I shouldn't say that. I'm trying not to get canceled. <laughs> okay. Directed by a woman. And it's surprising and... Fuck, that sounds bad, too. No. Okay. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> directed by a woman. Yeah, I don't think that's bad to say just because... The content. So much of Sandler's movies, just as a whole, are known for being very bro-y. Mm-hmm. And for their sometimes questionable... Especially the content of this movie. Yeah, and especially the content of this movie. Which, when I read the director, Tamara Davis, who uh, 
looking at her IMDb, she's mostly a... She actually had a pretty solid, like... She she had... Oh my god, I cannot fucking concentrate. Uh, Tamara Davis, the director of this movie, uh, directed a lot of music videos. I saw um, Beastie Boys, uh, Sonic Youth, the NWA. Oh my... What yeah. did she direct? I don't know. I couldn't find it, but apparently that's she... That's a great lineup. Yeah, that's a really uh, solid lineup. I, I know who this is. She directed a couple TV episodes. Um, most recently, three episodes of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, wow. She went on to direct Half-Baked. Half-Baked. That's um, Chappelle, right? Yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, that... wow. She, she did some stuff. It's not even music. I just Listen. maybe I I shouldn't be rude. I'm just we're just hearing the percussion. He he could at least play the in the air tonight solo. She did the Smiths music videos. She had she has a great filmography. When yeah, she actually has a really solid. When it career. comes to music videos, wow. Uh, one thing that's interesting is that she doesn't work with Sandler again, which we see quite a bit of in the early sort of years of Sandler. And But once he gets... Uh, this sucks. This is going to be the worst episode Dude, of the podcast. Dude, I'm, I'm seriously... I know you... Let's just move. We can go get another room. I, we already set up in here. It, uh, it won't be bad. Well, we're still gonna. There's. Did you hear how loud there are? If we. If yeah, we, but if I we mean, go down across the hall, the hall, all the way over there, I guarantee you, it'll be fine. That's true. Okay, so can we? Oh, it's silent. Can we finally talk about? Um, Ta- Tamara Davis? Yeah, female director. Okay, uh, female director Tamara Davis. Uh, she had mainly worked on music videos before this. Um, one music video that you might know is the 100% music video by Sonic Youth um, from 1992. That's an MTV classic video right there. <laughs> this has been Moises' MTV corner. And I, I gotta say, that's a great video. It helped start the now... Oscar-winning director Spike Jones's career. Is he an that, Oscar winner? Yeah, he when won he wa- uh, best screenplay for her. Really? Yeah. What else has he made? Uh, Being John Malkovich. Right, right. Her, yeah. uh-huh. Where the Wild Things Are. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Jackass. Oh, he did Jackass. <laughs> he did. Uh, he was like a co-director for Jackass. That's so strange. He, he was a producer for That's sure. That's so strange. He has a weird career. He started doing skate videos. That's um, nice. Yeah, I love Spike Jones. But yeah, Tamara Davis is on it. She has a great music video uh, catalog. And you can kind of, you can feel the MTV vibes. Yeah. From this. Well, she actually, uh, one quote I read from Tamara Davis when she was assigned to the movie, I guess, or like you know became a part of the project is that she had, like, kind of a hard time with the sort of more raunchy humor, I guess. But she really latched on to the sort of silliness of it, which we talked about. It's a very... There's a lot of sort of surreal, silly moments in the movie, and she latched on to that. And she intentionally made the movies very colorful, kind of like how a child sees the world, because Billy Madison is a 
you know, 27-year-old child. Which is something I, I like, noted on pretty early is how colorful the movie is. Yeah, it's a very, like, lots of primary colors. Lots of primary colors. uh, An art student's dream. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird to be talking about color theory on an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, especially the scenes when they're in, like... Obviously, it's it's obvious that in the scenes in the school, it's going to be colorful, but, like... Right. It just feels so playful uh, in those earlier elementary school scenes. In elementary. First, what's this movie about for the ten people who haven't seen it? Um, so this movie's about Adam Sandler playing Billy Madison. This is hard to explain. Look, I need to read a synopsis, because it's it's so hard to explain. It's hard to explain? (sighs) For me, okay, you say it, because it's hard for me. Okay, okay. It's hard for me to explain a movie without going deep into it. Okay. Adam Sandler is the 27-year-old Billy Madison, who's this kind of slacker sort of juvenile, very immature uh, son of this billionaire who runs this hotel chain. And at the start of the movie, Billy Madison is next in line when his father retires to become the head of the hotel. And the beginning of the movie, he's informed that his father thinks he's too mature, he's not ready, and he won't be given it unless he kind of proves his that he's responsible enough. And so the way he does that is he's going to repeat grades... Like one through twelve, mm-hmm. in the in a very short time yeah, span. Yeah, uh, he gets two weeks to do every grade. Two weeks per grade. So yeah, it's two like, weeks per grade. It's like half a year essentially. Yeah. yeah. So okay, start. Um, I should. I've never seen this movie. I've seen this movie lots of times. Um, I loved it as a kid. There's like certain scenes that I saw, um, in our viewing yesterday. And I was just, I, like, fondly remembered that scene. And I haven't seen this this movie in years. Yeah. Like, in a long time. Because this is a movie that we owned on DVD and my dad would show it to me all the time because he finds this movie hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you kind of answered it, but, like, watching it now for the first time in years, how does it hold up? Is it better or worse than you remembered it? I mean, it's definitely worse than I remembered it. <laughs> but I still find it funny. I respect that, yeah. I still find it funny. There are some po- some points in the movie that I'm like, why is that in there? And yeah. It's definitely not tasteful. But um, I, I still find this movie funny in a lot of ways. I will say, because uh, when we're recording this, I just got done editing the Going Overboard episode. Which, side note, we're recording this one the day after the podcast was supposed to launch. And as of recording this, I still... Have not heard back from the Apple submissions board. So. Yeah. Uh, we may have a very delayed launch. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully by the time you're listening to this, uh, it's out on Apple. And it's the number one podcast in the world. And Joe Rogan has retired in shame. Yeah. he's No, he hasn't retired in shame. He He's, re- he's going to retire in shame because he hasn't invited us on to the podcast. You want to be on Joe Rogan? I'm, I'm, we're going to be on Joe Rogan. I don't. I know no. I don't know enough about Joe Rogan to diss him. But from the clips I've seen of him, he seems like the most gullible man on earth. He's a maniac. <laughs> He's great though. He's great. I could be like, you know, Joe. Uh, Billy Madison was actually written to be starring Kangaroos, and he'd be like, you serious? Is that real? <laughs> well, I didn't know that. You know, <laughs> Billy Madison was actually written with you in mind, Joe Rogan. What? What? 
Why did my agent tell me anything about this? Elon Musk and, and Elon Musk is in the corner, stoned out of his mind. After listening to the Going Overboard episode multiple times, one thing we kind of talked about how that is Sandler, like, still figuring out his voice. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know, like, what kind of comedian he wants to be. Like, I... Going back and, like, re-watching clips from Going Overboard to just try and, like, jog my memory, he looks, like, uncomfortable, like, doing that sort of comedy, even though it's, like, not too far removed from, like, what he would eventually become. Mm-hmm. But Billy Madison feels like, for better or worse, him and his element. Like, this is his comfort zone. This is his happy place. Yeah, well, it, it definitely has to play a lot with that he wrote the movie. Like, Oh, absolutely, yeah. He wrote this movie... Well, he did write go- Going Overboard. Did he? He was, like, there, like five people wrote Going Overboard, but he was one of the writers on Going Overboard. <sighs> this is... No, it, it doesn't matter. Ma- that makes me change my mind on Going Overboard a lot. It does? It makes it worse for me. Really? Yeah. Well, y- you pick up a lot doing SNL, it seems like. Yeah. And just, if you look at the improvement in the writing from Going Overboard to Billy Madison... It's like astounding, and I wasn't. I wasn't super. I'll say it. I wasn't super crazy about Billy Madison. I think it's just because the movie's been overhyped for me. I still really like it, but for better or worse, this is like Adam Sandler one hundred percent in his comfort zone. You know. What are you looking at? Adam Sandler Wikipedia. We're fucking recording a co- podcast. Stop reading Adam Sandler. I, I want to like. I want to see what he had done on SNL. Like, hey, when was when? Was this released? Billy Madison. This release was ninety five. He was fired ninety five, not ninety six. When in ninety five? Because this came out in February. I don't know. Definitely after, but well, because I the the story is like he got fired after the season of his last season of SNL, and the see SNL usually wraps up in May, so he was probably fired from SNL like three months after Billy Madison. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, he. He was still in, on SNL. Mm-hmm. He was, like, getting that attention that he was getting. He was doing the songs. Everyone knows the songs. Yeah. Uh, Chanika song. Yeah, and, and that's Thanks. something that I want to talk about with this movie. He has, like, he has those songs every once in a while. He'll do this little yeah, song. He The movie opens with him singing a song about suntan yeah, lotion. About suntan lotion. And he's, like... He puts the suntan. He he makes a smiley face on his body, on his torso, yeah. and it's great. Like, yeah, it's classic. It's, cra- <laughs> it's classic Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's like it's right. a mix of. I wouldn't say body comedy. There's, I guess, a little bit of body comedy, mm-hmm. uh, and then like the song, the Adam Sandler weird little catchy song that you just can't hate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just. I took terrible notes because I thought I was taking good notes, but then all my notes are just like weird fragments of quotes from the movie. Yeah, look how a lot how binar right now. <laughs> so it's not terribly helpful. Back on it. But um, I think much uh, like going overboard, my take on this movie is that this is still it's Adam Sandler in his element, but it's still a little unrefined. Mm-hmm. Like this is feels like Adam Sandler in this movie feels like everything but the kitchen sink that he's just like throwing at the wall mm-hmm. and seeing what sticks and I really I think that's a lot of fun to watch and I think that's why so many people like this movie I could I could get on board with that yeah I, I think I agree with that because 
uh, we're talking, you know, we'll talk more about Happy Gilmore next week, but I feel like the jokes in Happy Gilmore are more, like, spread out. Like, you know, like, you still, like, there's a lot of them, but it feels more spread out. While Billy Madison, it feels like every couple of seconds, there's, like, something that Sandler's trying to do to make you laugh, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then with Billy Madison, there's a lot more, like, shenanigans than Happy Gilmore. Because Happy Gilmore, they're, oh, they're shenanigans. But, like you said, they're spread out. They're a little more thought out. Billy Madison is just, like, ridiculous. And Happy Gilmore... It's he's kind of playing a character. Mm-hmm. Well, even though he's playing a character in Billy Madison, it's like Sandler said, that's the closest he's ever been to being 100% him yeah. on screen. Yeah, because even then on Billy Madison, he's playing this immature 27-year-old. Man-child. And, but at the same time, there are certain moments when you're you're questioning, is is he childish right now or not? That's actually... I've, I wrote that down. I wanted to... I was curious about what you thought about that because it feels like in the movie it it kind of wants us to think that the whole like loud man-child immaturity is like an act. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's kind of a front. Because cause, um, there's certain moments when he's with his dad and he's like completely serious. He's not joking around and I'm like... Yeah. Or with... um, uh, What's the, the maid? I don't remember her name. Juanita. Juanita, there's a a maid who, okay, so one of the many uncomfortable things in this movie is that there's a maid, Juanita, who works at the mansion, the Madison mansion, and is implied to have raised Billy, but also constantly comments on how much she wants to fuck him. (laughs) Yeah. Which is extremely weird. Weird comedy. It's, uh... Billy Madison kind of like, just like, haha, that's funny, Juanita. Yeah. He couldn't, he does it... even acknowledge it. He just yeah. kind of ignores it. Yeah. Which I guess kind of... Uh, it's, I guess that's part of the sort of surreal, like... I, I don't want to say randomness, but just, like, very strange sort of side characters of mm-hmm. the Sandler-verse. And yeah, I, I think that's a good way to describe this movie. But at the same... It's, like, surreal. It's a surreal movie. But at the same time, you think about it and you know... There are kids like this, like oh, absolutely. There, there are millionaire kids who their parents hand them everything, and once it's time to actually, like, be serious, that's the that's the thing when it comes to this movie though is there's certain Siri came off because I said serious. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie, it's like he they want you to think he's being immature, like on purpose to be funny. But yeah. then, um, like, in real life, I don't think it'd be like that. It'd be like, this kid's immature. That's it. Like, he's not trying to be funny. He's, no. he's an idiot. It's, uh, and it's also, this movie also predicted the USC scandal, where <laughs> a major plot point is that Billy Madison's father paid for him to graduate. To, to graduate, yeah. To pass every single classes. grade, yeah. One thing, uh, there's a, there's a lot of jokes in this movie. There's a lot of jokes, a lot of goofs. Do you, as someone like who's watched this movie a lot more than I have, over, over like a large span of your life, what was like your favorite joke as a kid, and like what is it now? What did like ten year old Moises laugh the hardest at in Billy Madison? Honestly, I think as a I found I remember the clown. Oh, the clown. I remember, you know how the clown falls and, like, dies? 
I think no, I, he straight up dies, doesn't he? I think he? I found that funny as a kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember okay. that. I remember so, that imagery. So for context, real quick, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, every time Billy graduates from a grade, he throws, which is like every two weeks, he throws this big like party mm-hmm. at his house. Yeah. For, like, all of his classmates. And I guess the joke is he does it every two weeks and it gets progressively more and more insane. Mm-hmm. And starts off, he's having a party with a bunch of first graders. And is that, I think it's at the first grader party, they have this clown on stilts that one of the yeah. kids knocks over. And the clown falls, hits his head, and, like, spits out it blood. Spits out blood. And that's he's the like, last we see of him. No, no, no. We see him again. In like the in the musical. <laughs> oh, what's oh gosh, are we already skipped? So this movie at the very end. <laughs> in the musical number. At the end, when he kind of decides to go back to school. go back to school and try and uh, reclaim his spot from Eric Gordon. Is that the name? Eric, yeah. Eric Gordon, who's the VP of Madison Hotels, that's trying to take over. The dad from Get Out. The dad, okay, so, complete tangent, uh, Eric Gordon, this movie, is played by Bradley Whitford, who uh, you may know as the white dad from Get Out, who said he would vote for Obama a third time, and he gives a, dare I say, Oscar-worthy performance. Stellar performance <laughs> He's in this movie. He's very good. He plays this... The thing is, it feels like when a lot of more dramatic... He plays a vice president of a company on crack. Yeah. Like, he's on coke this entire movie. It's never shown him doing cocaine, but we can infer that. It feels like when a lot of dramatic people do a comedy, it feels like they're kind of being condescending when they're in it. (laughs) But he, him, he's committed. He's like, I'm playing a villain, (laughs) and I gotta own that. This killer performance. He's so, like, like... this Dare is I like, say MVP? You know what? We, should we get that out of the way? Cause <laughs> Let's I have the get same, it out of the yeah, way. Yeah, okay. Bradley Whitford as Eric Gordon is the MVP of this movie. MVP of the movie. Because, like, to me, the peak Sandler villain, and I guess peak comedy villain, is a villain that you, like, don't like, and you're like, this guy sucks, but you also, like, get excited every time yeah, he's on screen. because you find him funny. I also, real quick... I want to get my negative Nancyness out of the way. And I think we should talk about the romance in this movie. The love interest. Let's talk about it. Uh, what's her name? It's a, Is it Veronica? It's Veronica. You like the mo- movie more than I do. I like yeah. it. I, I, I like it. But yeah. you like it more than I do. Okay. Does the romance work for you? Barely. But Barely? The, only reason, the only reason why I like it more is just... Okay. Is it make, because the Veronica's hot or it's gonna make you sound bad? <laughs> but Veronica, Veronica, uh, um, Bridget Wilson, Bridget Wilson Sampras, or B- Bridget Wilson, Bridget Wilson. Yes, I think she got married. And... Is stunning. She's very attractive, <laughs> but the thing is, like, she's playing an elementary. She's playing sc- an elementary school teacher. Which I'm not saying elementary school teachers can't be attractive. Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends are elementary school teachers. that's terrible i shouldn't be laughing at my own joke that hard i'm sorry i think she does a fine job and then i I, yeah i like the like weird progression where she's like ugh, this man child is so privileged he's back in school then it turns to oh i kind of like him yeah 
like, which is like that's pretty much every Sandler romance. Yeah, I like it. Part. I like yeah, it. But, yeah, I think it works. The only thing I think it barely. I think it comes so close to working. It's just that like. Well, and it, I don't think Billy Madison grows up enough for it to not be weird. Yeah, because he's very childlike. He she gives him snack packs as a present. Yeah, she gives him pudding packs as a present right before going into his room and like really coming on strong. Exactly. To him. And like her students are outside the tent. <laughs> like, it's very strange. I thought. I think you just changed my mind about it. I did. That's the first time I've convinced anybody of anything. I think I think you changed my mind about it. This is historic. That that makes me like I use words good. It makes me like Victoria better now. We'll get to Victoria next okay, week. Okay, but anyways, I like Veronica just because I find her stunning. <laughs> yeah, she And and okay. I like her wardrobe in the movie. But I think, you know, hot take. I will I I might be making a kind of a judgmental call of the producers or Sandler here. But I get the feeling she was very much casted for her looks. That being said, I think she's really she's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's a bad a, actor. No, she never really did anything after this. Yeah. I love this guy. I always love him every time I see him on screen. Chris Farley, but I did not know he was in this movie. He's the bus driver. Yeah, he goes uncredited. Uh, IMDb. Yeah, uh, trivia for you. Mm-hmm. He goes uncredited. Two of the best characters in the movie, in my opinion, Chris Farley is a bus driver and Steve Buscemi. Steve his Buscemi. cameo. He saves the day. Steve Buscemi <laughs> plays his Joker. He's Joker. It's a Steve Buscemi ex machina. It, it, <laughs> he, he's this weird cameo that I love. I think it's hilarious when he, uh, the whole joke of him crossing Billy yeah, Madison. Yeah, Billy Madison gets to high school and gets picked on, and he decides he should make amends with the people. Wait, he why does he decide that, though? Because of Veronica. Yeah, because Veronica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Veronica convinces him that he should, you know, try to reach out to the people he made. To, f- to be nice to the to people. And, yeah. and he calls up Steve Buscemi, and we both did a little cheer when Steve Buscemi shows up. We we did a cheer when Chris Farley and Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. showed up. Cause not, I, I didn't forgot know, about Chris Farley. And I didn't know either of them yeah. were in the movie. But him and Steve Buscemi have, like... Like a two minute just normal phone call. Mm-hmm. It's like just a really nice phone call, and then at the end of it, after like they hang up, Steve Buscemi goes like, hm, and then just reaches over and he has a list of people to kill, and he crosses off Billy Madison. <laughs> the debt has been repaid. And then he puts lipstick on. And then he puts <laughs> lipstick on. <laughs> so we're like, it's kind of surreal. Like a, it's kind of yeah. Surreal. He's like a psychopath kid who got bullied in school but what happens when you cross a <laughs> there's this weird oh I'm so sorry yeah. there's this weird underlying tone of the movie that me and Kellen think that this movie predicted Joker fuck yeah <laughs> uh, this podcast has now gone zero days without a mention of Joker the previous record was 14 days that's the one to beat we, okay, we both have a weird relationship with Joker. We're not going to talk about Joker. Okay, anyways. We're, we'll talk about Joker, but we're not going to talk about Joker. Here's the segment, the Joker segment of this oh, podcast. God. Yeah. This movie is Joker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on, what? There's scenes stolen. There is a Joker. Scene. There is a scene out of nowhere where Adam Sandler dances down a staircase. 
<laughs> Joker. Which Colorized. Not. I really want someone to add the... Da-na, da-na. Oh, and the song. That's next movie. Oh, that's the next movie. You're right. But, Anyways, uh, Adam Sandler has affinity for Joker. <laughs> what? Okay. We're recording this the day before the Oscars. Imagine Adam Sandler playing the Joker. That'd be good. I can see it. I can see it. I can also see him as a penguin. Or Batman. <laughs> or Robin. Okay. Uh, uh, a lot of jokes. And there's a clown that dies and spits out blood. It's the same shot as Joker. Todd Phillips stole a, a which page is, from Tamra Davis. Which is so strange because normally Todd Phillips is known for being a super original. Shut creator. up, alright? Shut up. <laughs> He's never stolen from any director. That's crazy. Crazy talk. We uh, love you, Marty. <laughs> Marty, please come on the podcast. Anyways, uh, that that's it for the Joker segment. Because it'll come back next week. Oh, God, it will. <sighs> Someday we'll get more than two weeks without yeah. Joker mention. You talk about uh, your favorite. What's your favorite joke in the movie? What's oh, your best? There's man. a lot to pick from. I know. Like, If you can pick Can some... I just start listing off stuff? Yeah, just I, list I found funny. Yeah, go ahead. The penguin shit was great. It was good goofs. <laughs> so, it was good goofs. That was when I was on board with the movie. It was a good goof. It was extremely surreal. It's so weird. It's like It a, looks like a big ass penguin. <laughs> it does. It's a really like, good, it's good. I think it's like a mascot suit or um, something. Um Adam said uh Billy Madison is having like a heat stroke and he's also drunk. Yeah. And he like sees this penguin and this penguin appears twice in the movie. Like, multi, yeah, two or three times. Oh, I, yeah, he actually does appear more than twice. Uh, one of the best scenes in the movie, the great jump cut, is when they're talking, um, his dad and Eric Gordon are talking <laughs> about... I wrote this down. Uh, this yeah, we're joke. talking about Billy Madison, how, and Eric Gordon talking about how shitty of a person Billy Madison would be to run a company. And it's just a great jump cut to a piece of shit on the floor, and Billy Madison says... Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> he yeah. grabs it because they're burning shit on people's doorsteps. Yeah, it's a, it cuts from his dad going, "I hope Billy finds what he's looking for." To, "Hey, I, look at this bag of shit." <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the most quotable line of the movie is today, Junior. Amazing, amazing, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler makes fun of a kid. Adam Sandler makes fun of a kid with a speech impediment. A genius, Adam Sandler. The headshot of Veronica on her desk. She's a school teacher, and he somehow got a model headshot. <laughs> that, of Veronica. that is a good visual joke. Cause I, yeah, that is good. Um, the back and forth with the French tutor. Um, that was. Um, yeah, the camera like whips around. That, it was between. beautiful, and it was funny. <laughs> and then I. That's found, cinema. Uh, oh the oh I know the best joke. Okay. The principal, uh, his wife. He keeps referencing his wife is like the, a the, cheater. The high school principal hosts the academic competition at yeah, the end. Yeah, hilarious, hilarious. That's I think you might my pick for best goof. Because um he does he like talks about it and then you're like okay that was funny but then they go on to play like Jeopardy and there's categories that are talking shit about his wife. I should mention when we got because going into this movie I didn't know like really anything besides the basic plots mm-hmm. and like that there was like this academic competition between Billy Madison yeah, I, I and Eric that. Gordon and I we get to the competition I'm like this okay so there's like 30 minutes left in the movie but it's like Adam Sandler goes up answers a question gets it wrong and then Eric Gordon goes up gets the question wrong and then pulls a fucking gun out 
What do you get when you cross <laughs> the Listen, how about another question, Adam? <laughs> I'm, I'm buying that movie today. <sighs> Pathetic. <laughs> okay, but my, my pick for best goof is simple. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's very good. It's so weird that we find these characters funny. Because like in the last mo- in in Airheads, we found the cop funny the, yeah. with the cheating wife. That's why. Well, that's why. That's why we have this MVP section. It's to highlight because so much yeah. Sandler. I mean, comedies. Eric Gordon is most definitely the MVP of this movie, but the principal comes pretty close. The principal's a good. And section. he only has like five minutes of screen time. I, also, the be- <laughs> I guess another thing. I don't know if this counts as a joke. Just something I wasn't prepared for. Is that at the academic competition, Eric Gordon pulls a gun after getting one question wrong. Yeah. And he's about to shoot Billy Madison in the head. And Steve Buscemi saves the day. And Steve Buscemi, who's had like a minute of screen time, shows up at the back of the auditorium with a sniper <laughs> rifle and shoots Eric Gordon in the ass. On the ass. And then we see Eric Gordon later and he's like just walking around with a... He wasn't arrested for pulling a gun out at a high school. About to kill someone. About to kill somebody. Or himself. Or himself, maybe. We don't... Ooh, that's dark. Well, What yeah. do you get? What... Ow, my head. I'm telling you, Joker. My head. It's the best movie of all time. Ow! Oh. Todd Phillips. No, you, I'm... You creative thief. No. <laughs> creative thief is a great word for Todd Phillips. Another joke I want to talk about that I wasn't expecting or I was surprised at how dark it was is in every single grade Adam Sandler goes to is there's this kid named O'Doyle. Oh, I forgot. And he always that. bullies him and then does like a strongman pose and goes, Doyle rules. And then like, there's like 12 of them, one in each grade. And then at the end, you see like the entire Doyle clan in a car like chanting like Doyle rules Doyle rules and like they, the car slips on a banana peel and they go off a cliff and die and those are two jokes that are thrown throughout the movie the Doyle rules and they show shots of the banana peel oh it's Chekhov's banana peel yeah yeah <laughs> it's so it's just so unnecessary it's Adam that's Adam Sandler that's Adam, yeah that's yeah. Adam Sandler I guess that's Adam Sandler yeah it's like unnecessary weird and surreal and a little dark yeah and and I think I'm I after speaking on this movie I think I'm starting to agree with your thought more on this movie which is this is still Adam Sandler discovering himself yeah like Happy Gilmore is probably like that's it this is Adam Sandler this is still that's yeah Adam Sandler in high school (laughs) like he hasn't graduated yet no absolutely yeah like I think Billy Madison is a much sort of more accurate preview of what we're going to see in his career as opposed to going overboard. Because in going overboard, we had to look for, like, the subtext to kind of mm-hmm. talk about Sandler. And and in this one, it's like, okay, we can see, like, he's pretty much thrown everything of what his career is going to be, for the most part, at, this, at the wall. Yeah, like, a kind of surreal type of movie. But also very childish yeah, and immature. Yeah, and... Slightly dark humor every once in a while. Yeah. Good cameos. That's mm-hmm. one of the best parts of the movie. There's great cameos, and it's also, uh, kind of this. You know, the the scrappy underdog, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler's character, despite being a rich billionaire, 
is like this scrappy working class underdog. Oh, one segment we forgot, dude. What what segment? I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce it real quick. Great fits. Oh, this movie has watch. some crazy fits. Adam Sam, I don't know who. Did you write them down? No, I didn't. Oh. I'm just saying in general. This introduces the Adam Sandler touch because in Happy Gilmore it is golden. The fits on Happy Gilmore are crazy. <laughs> Billy Madison just. It's just like a little taste. Like there's some great fits in here. That's all I gotta say. Adam Sandler goaded because of this movie. And that's been Fit Watch. Do you want to plug? Do you have, is your Fit Instagram anonymous or do you want to oh. plug it? Should I plug my Fit? Yeah, Instagram? go ahead. My Fit Instagram. My last Fit was actually Adam Sandler. Ooh, like, yeah, go ahead. Fit Instagram at it fits good. And then the best Instagram handle ever at. It fits good. And I like your tagline. It, is it, if it fits good, wear it. Yeah. I, hey, I really man. like hey, that. Man. I really like that. Listen, Adam Sandler, go. I love you, Adam. <laughs> I feel like we've already kind of said, like, the psychology of Adam Sandler is on full, dis- you know, this is, like, who, according to him, this is the closest to who he was at the time, at least. Because I think, and we'll talk about it down the line, but, like, you know, becoming a family man, mm-hmm. sort of matures him a little bit you know but yeah it's starting to show the star power he has oh absolutely because like what i will say is like you know this is the first like movie that's like an adam sandler genre Mm -hmm. like the sub genre of comedy whenever he's on screen he commands the sort of room yeah he has such a demanding presence where like even people who don't like him or people who you know straight up hate him can say like i can't stop watching this guy (laughs) yeah it's just something, it's, especially scenes with with Eric Gordon. He Eric has Gordon. such a good performance in this movie, <laughs> and Eric Gordon is yeah. He has such a good performance in this movie, and you love him. But even when he's in the same room as Adam Sandler, you can't help but root for Adam and just watch him. Like you can only analyze what the hell is this guy gonna do next. <laughs> like seriously, uh, he better know he gave an Oscar worthy performance in this damn movie. You know what, Bradley Whitford. Good job. Goaded. Uh, anything else to say about Billy Madison? One character we forgot about, it's a little bit distasteful as well, the principal. Ooh. Oh. We, we don't need to talk about it because I am conflicted on it. Yeah, the principal is the... Maybe. I can't tell what he's doing. Yeah. The, I can't tell if he's trying to be... If he's pervert or not. The, the principal is the potentially homophobic elephant in the room. Well, and then there's that weird scene when the kids show up to his house and he's like I can't let you in without parental uh well no that's just like a teacher thing I know but it's so weird like yeah I mean well you know there's a lot of teacher rules I think being violated in this movie like I don't think teachers are super allowed to like hang out with students I don't think teachers are supposed to fuck their students they never (laughs) Adam Sandler and his teacher never on screen fuck she does Really come on, come on strong. She comes on really strong. Oh, another good performance in this movie. Larry Hankin as Carl. Oh, that, that's just like a really solid, it's like... A great performance. Yeah, it's a... The the wise guy. The least fun character to play in a comedy, which is like the supporting character that doesn't get to do anything mm-hmm. funny. But it's just great. Like, he's It's good. a very thankless... Yeah, he's solid. He's in Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. Uh, I just want to give him a shout out. Got sidetracked, like... 30 minutes ago and we never talked about how like 
the cli- like right before the climax of this movie, it turns on into a full on musical. Oh yeah, it's so like out of nowhere. It's like a full on musical production number with like uh, Billy Mass and his teacher and all the kids singing. Yeah, Veronica like it's like yeah Veronica like assaults him back into going to school. Yeah, and then like he kind of daydreams this musical number, yeah. which is great. It's funny. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, out of place, I, yeah, but it was, it's it works it was so out of nowhere. That's the kind of like, you know. Uh, if, in talking about the psychology of Adam Sandler, just real quick, is like this movie to me is just like he's like in this sort of early anything goes phase of his like comedic you know progression where he's just like let's see what works, and I think that's like what Billy Madison is as a movie. I just read a review that is great, a great quote of this movie. Mm-hmm. So one of the open the opening sequence, okay. Uh, This is one of those lucky cases where the opening sequence of a movie gives you an excellent idea of what you are in for. Yeah, that's that's great. It's like a surreal comedy that isn't going to make you laugh all the time, Um, but (laughs) it it does work. It it, like you're saying, it's an unrefined movie. It's not perfect. It's not Happy Gilmore. No, uh, we'll we'll get to Happy Gilmore. But it's great. It's a great movie. It's a good way for Adam Sandler to really launch his career. Yeah, this is a good. This is like the this and Happy Gilmore, like the movies that kind of cement him mm-hmm. as a as someone who's here to stay. As the comedy genius that he has become. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week we're watching Happy Gilmore, so get ready for an hour or so of me and Moises just gushing about a movie. Yeah. As we're gonna wrap up as we always do with some non Sandler media recommendations. Uh, you, <laughs> you always forget to come with one prepared. Non-Sandler media recommendations are exactly what the title says. We're going to recommend literally anything. Book, movie, TV show, video game, YouTube video. It just can't have Adam Sandler in it. You got one? I got one. Um, I don't know how old this movie is. One of the best performances I've ever seen in a movie. The Fisher King. Oh, yeah. Um, Go watch it. Robin Williams. So good. Wow. I watched this movie and just couldn't help. But at at the end, I said, this is one of the best performances we've ever seen. I need to check it out. It's a polarizing movie, in my opinion. I I think a lot of people... I haven't read reviews of it, but I feel like not a lot of people liked it. But I liked it a lot. Robert Williams is one of those actors, like... Who elevates everything he's in? Exactly. He he gives like a hundred and ten percent, no matter what he's in. Yeah. If he's uh, just playing like yeah, Robin Williams, Jeff Bridges, nineteen ninety one. Ooh, Jeff Bridges. film. All right, I'll check it out. The Fisher King. That's that's my non Sandler uh, media nice. recommendation. I was gonna say Uncut Gems. Yeah, no, like, you were gonna say. Gonna oh, say. we were, we did see Uncut Gems last night again. So. I was legitimately gonna say, oh, I got one, Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good Adam Sandler is in it. You forget it's him. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to challenge myself to pick a movie that was as far from Billy Madison as I could possibly get. So my recommendation is the movie Paris, Texas. It's me and Moises uh, saw it a couple weeks ago at the Music Box in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's about a man who, uh, with amnesia, who wanders from the desert, and it's his sort of journey to remember who he is and like what he's lost. And I'll leave it in that. Go into it as blind as you can. It's um, the second movie I've seen with Moises that I've had to quietly hide my crying during. <laughs> Either it worked or he's just nice enough to not have called it out. So, the first one was going overboard, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
when Dickie Diamond got locked in the bathroom, I was <laughs> sobbing, bro. It's so sad. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, hopefully. Thank you. Ho- hopefully we're on Apple by now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should... I realized listening to the first two episodes that I should be giving credit or intro music intro and outro music for this episode and the past few episodes is the song Hold On I'm Coming by Sam and Dave. We do not have permission to use it, so please don't sue us. Thank you for not suing us. And uh, tune in next week with Happy Gilmore. It'll probably be a really good episode. Uh, probably. Ho- probably. Yeah. The band's no longer practicing to uh, next to us, so it can only go up from here. To end every week, as I do, I bring my Sandler fact of the oh, week. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And today's Sandler fact is, because in Billy Madison, there's a scene where he's playing dodgeball with a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. is that Sandler, in that scene, Sandler threw the dodgeball as hard as he could at each kid, and the editor had to quickly cut away to hide the kids crying. <sighs> I'm Kellen. I'm Moises. We will see you next week.